America runs on Duncan, but I don't think Gene does. Welcome to episode 12 of the Mutant Musings Evolution podcast for the middle of June 2021. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my Patricia all along, Patty. Remember to leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Sincerely, thank you all for listening, but we welcome your feedback. Whether you leave a rating or a review or just a comment on social media or on the web pages for our episodes, it feels good to know you enjoy what we put out there and constructive criticism is also appreciated. Wow, it only took 100 episodes for you to properly communicate your feelings. Building trust and healthy communication takes time for me, Patty. You majored in communications. I majored in public relations. That's the same thing. And to be fair, I misread it at the time. I thought it said pubic relations. That makes more sense. And speaking of pubic relations... There's your explicit content warning. So that was based on a true story. You probably don't remember. It was a long time ago. Is that... Is that a thing? (laughs) You're just making that up. Pubic relations is a thing. Yeah. It is. But okay, so so I actually did major in public relations when I was uh, getting my bachelor's degree. And I took a PR writing class. And the professor was, she was a good professor. She was a fantastic person, but a good professor. But she actually worked in public relations before she started teaching. And she told the story about a about a, a little snafu that happened one time. So when she was working for a PR firm, and they had like this big meeting, and a few people from the firm were gonna go for this client, and they printed out a hundred copies of their public relations plan for the client. And while driving there, on the drive there, they realized that there was a typo. So the way she put it, it, it was very funny. She said, uh, "She said we realized that on the way there." that public was missing the L and the entire class was quiet for a few seconds trying to figure that out. And my immediate response was, that is a very important L. And she said to me, that is a very important L. And I said, that is potentially the most important L in the English language. (laughs) Pubic relations plan. Maybe, uh, (laughs) maybe the clients thought that they were going to get a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a way to that's a way to put a positive spin on it, Patty. Look at you. You're already doing PR. You're a spin doctor. <laughs> so what have we been doing lately? Staying inside because it's a holiday weekend and it is fucking freezing and it is fucking raining. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. But we have been watching a little bit of uh Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Yeah. Bo jerk. Horse ass is more like it, am I right? Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it before, and then I told Jonathan that he should watch it too, so now we're watching it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Patty wanted to show me, like, an episode or two, and uh, and we watched it, and I was like, I kind of love this, but I also kind of hate BoJack, which I assume is the point of the show. But Patty was all like, we were we were in season four, the episodes that she showed me, and then she was like, just ready to continue from there. She's like, you want to keep going? And I'm like, this is season four. What are you? T- we have to start from the beginning. I'm very I'm very glad that you were willing to start over from the beginning. Yeah, I want to watch it anyway. Yeah, I mean, season one, he's still he's awful, but he's also funny. 
I feel like the other episodes that we watched, he was just awful. There was no funny. It was like depressing. Yeah, he just gets worse and worse over time. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Somebody should have shipped him off to the glue factory. Is that messed up to say? Is that a fucked up thing to say? Well, he's a fictional know. character, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Diane is great, though. She's my favorite. I have a cartoon crush on her. Todd is my favorite forever. Is that your cartoon crush? Uh, or is he too scruffy in the face? Yeah, he's a little too scruffy. <laughs> but I love him anyway. And he's he's voiced by uh, Aaron Paul, and I love him. I don't know who Aaron Paul is. is From he, Baking Bad. Oh, he's not related to Logan Paul, is he? Because Logan Paul That's is Paul Logan. Wait, is it Logan Paul? Or it's is Logan, Logan Paul. Okay, I don't know. Because I because Logan Paul is the one that's a dipshit. The the yeah. like the YouTube guy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, so we got cartoons to talk about, and uh, and we're about to finish season two, officially halfway done with the show. Hence episode 12 out of 24 episodes. Oh, it's only 24 episodes? That we're doing of, oh. of Mutant Musings Evolution. Technically. Oh, I thought you meant there were 24 episodes of the show. And I was like, holy yep. shit, that's a short ass show. That's it. That's it. We're coming up on the end already. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway through. Good for us. We're halfway there. Living on a prayer. <laughs> I used to think that. The lyrics were living on a prairie. <laughs> and then my boss made fun of me. Your boss? Yeah. So you were at least a teenager, maybe adult, when you figured this out. Yes, I was 16. <laughs> so I knew that about you, the prairie. I did not know that you were that old. Mm-hmm. when you. <laughs> yeah. That's a Bon Jovi song, right? It is. Little known fact, he's actually the star of Little House on the Prairie. Is he? Yeah, he is. That's why he wrote that song. <laughs> that, well that makes sense he's from new jersey it's the garden state the little house on the prairie is the bon jovi house <laughs> you can go visit it and go see it <laughs> i'm sorry I'm... is that like dolly world is that like what dolly world what's dolly world you don't know dolly world oh my god I'm... dolly Parton's got like a whole stop yeah she does yeah she has a theme park yeah well, I don't what? think it's, I don't know if it's a theme park exactly. I don't think, I don't know if it has rides and stuff, but yeah, she's got like a, or is it Dollyland? I forget. Whatever. It's one of those. It's a, that's, but what? Yeah. I'm really curious in this, about this right now. All right. Looks like, uh, looks like we're going to get the official word on it. Dollywood. That's perfect. It's a tourist attraction. It is in Tennessee. That probably makes sense because I assume Dolly Parton is from Tennessee. Don't hate me, please. I'm sorry. I don't know. I have nothing against Dolly Parton, but I don't know anything about her. Oh, I guess I do have rides and stuff, huh? Oh my God, Water Park. Patty, Water Park. Let's go to Dollywood, Patty. Patty, I want to go to Dollywood. My birthday's coming up. Take me there for my birthday. <laughs> Share your hashtag Dollywood memories with us. Oh my God, look at the memories. Go back up. I want to see the memories. There's a bear. There's a bear. Ew, there's a child. I don't care about that. <laughs> Patty, this is so interesting. I can't believe you never heard of that before. All right, listeners, if anybody out there has ever been to Dollywood or knows anybody that's been to Dollywood, please hit us up, comment, let us know. I want to know about your Dollywood experience. <laughs> I want to know. I don't trust TripAdvisor or any bullshit like that. I want to hear it from, from the people. I want to hear it from you people. Let us know about Dollywood. All right, anyway, so X-Men Evolution Season 2. We're talking about the final three episodes of the season. The first one we're talking about is The Hex Factor. 
and the X is capitalized. Why do you think that is? Uh, maybe X Factor is going to appear in this episode. Yep. They don't. Yeah, maybe Simon Cowell is going to be <laughs> in this episode. You know, anytime I try looking for X Factor merch, I always get that stupid fucking show. Yes, you do. And so here's the thing. So so we've been on Instagram for a few years now. Yep, and, and, and I, every time you tag X Factor. I realized that very early on. Yeah. So I never tag that. Never hashtag that because you're not getting you're not getting the attention you, you think you're getting. But this episode came out on 420 2002. Yeah, I knew you were gonna like that. You're a blazer. Blaze it. You're a major blazer. Yep. Yep. Wearing your blazer, doing your blazing. Sure am. Patty Patty Blaze. So, fun fact, <laughs> New Jersey was supposed to pass uh, Here we go. that anybody can smoke all the weed they want. That's the law's name. That's the law's <laughs> name at the end of December. Otherwise known as Patty Blaze Law. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, uh, logistics, and we have to get everything settled. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They were just being really vague, and then they only actually passed it like last month in like April. But you can't legally buy weed anywhere. Yeah. So it's legal to have it up to six ounces or something. I don't know. You're allowed to have up to a certain amount, mm-hmm. but you can't get it from a dispensary because they're only for medical. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a medical card, you can't get it. Or you can buy it off the street, but it's not legal for them to sell it. So we got we got all these weed laws and no weed. Well, Patty, this is why you have to reelect Governor Phil Murphy so he can finish the job. This is how he gets you. This is he the old... strung us along till the end of his four years. I don't know. All these rules just seem very arbitrary when you can just like make a whole fucking bathtub full of absinthe. <laughs> That is the safer, more responsible alternative to it marijuana. Is. It's, you know, it's the devil's lettuce. They don't call it the devil's alcohol. It's it's the bathtub full of absinthe. You know, if you got to do, if you got to smoke marijuana or <laughs> bathtub absinthe, you definitely make your own bathtub absinthe. I mean, is Jesus it? said, "Drink this, for it is my blood." Yeah, and when he said that, he was talking about his bathtub absinthe. Exactly. Jesus was really into bathtub absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, Nah, he was more of a toilet bowl wine kind of guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, cartoons. All right, so here's what's going on. All right, so so this episode is about Wanda, hence the whole hex fucking thing. It's about Wanda. I had no idea who that was at first because oh, really? I've never seen Wanda with black hair before. Yeah, yeah. Um, she always has brown hair. So so this episode's about Wanda, and this is really fucking sad. It's really sad how. They introduce her, and also how a lot of people, uh, a lot of the characters in the show seem to take issue with her because it's like she's literally been fucking bound. Like this, this sort of treatment strikes me as a fucking war crime, right? So she's she's in a, a quote unquote mental health facility, right? But she's in a straitjacket at all times. And she's kept inside this giant fucking metal contraption at all times. When she's taken out of there to go see Professor Xavier for their quote unquote therapy session, all these fucking like soldiers are around with fucking like guns or tasers or some shit. Like this is not how you treat a human being. Yeah. And then he's like, I wonder if she's getting treated properly here. And I'm like, are you 
fucking serious. Aren't they treating you well here? You know, uh, just like, come on, man. It was like straight up like, I don't know how many people are going to get the reference, but uh, the beginning of Elfenwide was kind of similar to this. Where Lucy is like bound in this giant restraint thing and she's got her head in this like helmet thing where she can't see and she just like has these invisible arms off of her back and just starts like smashing people with them and killing them wanda didn't kill anybody she was just smashing things yeah she didn't kill anybody but yeah she sure was smashing things um she was tossing some of the guards like into the walls and just throwing them around how can you blame her like she came in with issues and not being able to control her powers. And like, obviously, this sort of treatment isn't going to fucking work. Uh, but in any case, Mystique comes to the rescue and gets her out of there. Uh, Xavier doesn't know that it was Mystique posing as, as a doctor. Uh, but then you see this old lady who we later find out is Agatha Harkness. I and, thought it was Destiny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw Destiny, what, once or twice in the series in season one? It's just another old lady, gray hair, whatever. But, you know, she's saying weird things like you know, magic enchantment things. Yeah, in like Latin or something. Yeah, just to to keep Wanda calm. So yeah. Just give her a joint. I mean, it came out in 420. Is this what we're going to be doing this whole episode? Yes. It's going to be weed talk with Patty. Oh my God, with Patty Blaze. Okay, fine. (laughs) Great. Patty, who has not smoking weed in like over a decade. Patty smokes the fatty. Except for like two weeks ago, but that was just a... Whatever, it's legal. Okay. Uh-huh, you didn't inhale. Uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. I did not inhale. You did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, and then, okay, so then there was this weird little side subplot thing, which didn't serve any purpose or go anywhere. I don't know what the purpose of this was, and I'm wondering if they thought that her name is Kitty and we're going to do Muffin. And I'm thinking, like, this is an underage cartoon girl. Are we making vagina jokes? That's where my mind went. I don't know. But I um totally forgot about this side story. Because it it served no purpose whatsoever. I mean, admittedly, it was a little funny. But so basically, the whole thing is is Kitty is, is bad at baking. She she had to make muffins for her home ec class, and she's got trying to convince Kurt to be the taste tester. And uh, the first batch that he tries, you know, he thinks it's gross. And then he drops the muffin and it literally bounces. Yeah. It like bounces back five feet high. And then later on, Kurt is trying to hide behind Scott when Kitty finds him. And uh, this one he doesn't even bite into. Xavier calls them all into the room to talk and he drops it and it fucking dents the floor. Yep. So. I mean, I know there's like a trope of like the uh, hot girl can't cook. (laughs) Which uh, is also happening in Slime Diaries. In what? Slime Diaries. Oh, Slime Diaries. Oh. Slime Show. Yeah. You're, yeah a, you're, the... you're a hot girl. You can cook. I can cook three recipes that I know of. Yeah, and you can also bake. Wake and bake. Am I right? We <sighs> 420. Blaze it. Patty Blaze. All right. There we go. Thanks, Governor Murphy. Hey. We had an almost moment between Scott and Jean. Yes. Right? Let's get things out in the open. Yes. Scott's like... Oh, how are things going with Duncan? And she's like, well, he's not the guy that I thought he was. And Scott's like, oh, maybe we should talk about things. And Jean's like, 
okay, let's do that. You know, I really think. And then Duncan's just like honking his horn. <laughs> and Scott just makes angry faces at him. And he's like, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Were you happy about that? Because you hate Scott? Um, I mean, okay, so I'm kind of... Or does Jean's happiness mean more to you than your own happiness, Patty? That's what I'm kind of torn about here. Yeah. Because I feel like neither Duncan nor Scott is good for Jean, and I don't like her with Duncan, but I also don't like her with Scott, but also being with Scott maybe make her happy, so I don't know. Being with Scott will make her happy. Well, you don't know that. I do know that. You know how he is. I've seen this entire show before. Okay. (laughs) Scott Summers has made everyone who he's ever been with happy. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's, here's the plot. So yeah, Mystique busted Wanda out of the quote unquote mental health facility. And then she shows up at the Brotherhood house. They're all just chilling there. The place looks like all fucking busted up and run down and shit like that. And there is a hilarious exchange with Boom Boom. Yet another reason why Boom Boom is amazing. So yeah, so there's a funny little exchange where Boom Boom calls Mystique Mystic. And Mystique calls Boom Boom Bam Bam. That was just, that was very funny. That was fantastic. Yeah. She's like, get the fuck out of my room. That's and a- Boom Boom's like... Well, fuck you. I don't want to live here anyway. You're not my real mom. <laughs> She's like, there's too much fish in this house. Yeah, that's, yep. One too many fish tacos. Yep. Yep. Cool. I'm going to go find me a place with more cock. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and then on her way out, Boom Boom makes uh, Mystique's room explode. Uh, it was great. Fantastic moment, but... But Mystique has brought Wanda as her secret weapon. You know, she, she, as soon as Mystique walks in, you know, she hasn't seen the Brotherhood guys since the end of season one, that whole fucking catastrophe, where they were questioning whether Mystique survived or not, right? So she's got Wanda as a secret weapon. She, she just walks in like she owns the place. She and, does. And just starts fucking demanding that they listen. And they do. The boys listen. Uh, but then Wanda sees Pietro and starts flipping the fuck out. And so that's the thing. She legitimately does not have control over her powers because... She's a woman, so she's super emotional. Am I right, fellows? Am I right? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, no, that that's a joke. But this is something that we, we've seen before, even in X-Men history, that it's like, whoop, the woman, too powerful, can't control it. Maybe she'll eat a planet full of broccoli people. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen this time? But this, so that's the thing. So she gets angry, and then, you know, her powers just literally go out of fucking control. So she's, like, inadvertently attacking all the Brotherhood guys. It takes Agatha Harkness to come in, and... um calm her down do a little fucking incantation thing again and it calms her down so mystique is going to have the brotherhood with wanda face off against the x-men so then only have one girl on this team yeah i mean it's it's called the brotherhood patty not the sisterhood of the traveling pants (laughs) right yeah so then xavier says that he detected her with cerebro the brotherhood's at the mall so he's gonna send the x-men in to to fight to go shopping. Yeah, to go shopping at night after the mall closes. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's called shopping if the stores are closed. No, it's you called can just take what you want. Breaking and entering and then a robbery. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds more fun. That sounds like something the Brotherhood would do. Jail. <laughs> <laughs> now they're kids. They wouldn't get jail. Uh-huh. All right. There was a it was a fun fight going on. You know, clearly the, the X-Men were, were winning, but it was a couple of cute moments like... uh. 
Quicksilver zipping around the store and uh, taking Nightcrawler's measurements and then putting like a dress on him, wedding dress, the flowers. That was adorable. And then stuffing like uh, just like other stuff all over him, throwing all the clothes on him. Uh, Shadow Cat attacks a mannequin, thinking it's a person. Yeah. That was funny. And then Avalanche was like, get out of here. I don't want you to get hurt. And I was like, aww. <laughs> they didn't fight. But still, the X-Men win. You know, they beat the Brotherhood. Until? Until Wanda comes down the escalator. And uh, she had cut her hair short. And she had dyed a little bit of it. Yeah, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Scarlet. As mm-hmm. in Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wanda essentially single-handedly beats the X-Men. Well, okay, you know how the whole cliche of women cutting all their hair off after they go through a breakthrough? She cut off all her hair after a breakout. See what I did there? Wow. Yep. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, but she she was doing fucking amazing. She forced Scott's eyes to stay open? Was that on purpose, though? I feel like a lot of things that she was doing was on accident. And I feel like that was on accident because it didn't seem like she was like directly pointing at him or anything. During the like very slight, I wouldn't even call it a montage, a couple of small scenes she had with Agatha. It looked like there was this this moment where she had control over it and she was able to be peaceful. And then when she was talking to Pietro at the Brotherhood house, she was about to lose her shit, but then dialed it back and kept calm. So it's I think the purpose of that was to show that she's got some sort of control, but so I think what I got from that, I got the feeling that when when she get angry, things around her just start to get fucked up. Yeah. And that she's not doing it intentionally like, oh, uh, throw the sofa through the window or like uh, crack that wall in half. Yeah. I get- she's just like, oh, angry. Everything around me is going to break. Ah. Well, so it's like, you know, the way she was portrayed in the comics early on, where yeah, she didn't really have con- she Yeah, the hex powers. What she did. She just knew she was going to fuck up something. Yeah. It seemed to work so well in, in battle, you know? Like, Jean started to telekinetically lift her, and then Wanda turned it. She just turned it around back on Jean and lifted and threw Jean. When, when Kitty phased up from the floor behind her, she froze Kitty, like, halfway through. Kurt teleported Kitty out of there. And the teleport landed like high up in the air and they landed in a tree outside. It's likely supposed to be like how her powers worked early on in the comics. It was amazing to watch because she beat the X-Men and they walked out of there like just (laughs) completely fucking depressed. Scott was such a little bitch about it. Oh my God, Patty. He was. (laughs) And Xavier was like, oh, you know, you have to uh, understand what it's like to be defeated and accept it. And they're all just like walking away and not listening to him with like their tails between their legs. Exactly. But, but yeah, so that's how the episode ends. You know, the brotherhood, uh, the guys all come around one and they're all super fucking happy that they beat the X-Men. And I'm thinking like, you guys didn't do anything. You all got your asses kicked. Yep. Wanda defeated all of them. You know, she's the reason why you won. But I thought that was awesome. Honestly, like I know the X-Men are the heroes and I want to cheer for the X-Men, but just watching her demolish the team, and, then, and again, they retreated. It's not like any of them died. You know, they're not going to do that. But they literally walked away, just defeated and, and just fucking feeling broken. It was a good for her fucking moment after her treatment. And there were, it wasn't explained too much, but there's not too much to explain anyway. There were a couple of like little flashbacks in the episode of like Wanda as a little girl 
and Magneto and a young Pietro standing outside of the mental health facility as she's being dragged away by the fucking guards there yelling, father, father. And Pietro's trying to explain, like, you know, like, what happened to you was wrong, but you have to try to see it from from Magneto's perspective. You, you know, I mean, you were out of control. You couldn't control your powers or your anger. And um, she didn't want to hear any of it. She's still fucking angry about it. I don't really blame her. I don't blame her. Listen, I don't know what the solution looks like because mutants, you know, even at this point where Wanda's a teenager, still aren't known to the world, you know? So I don't know what her treatment would have looked like, but anything better than a straitjacket and put inside a fucking metal cage. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I felt bad for her and I hate Wanda a lot. And when she, like, caught her hair like that, I'm like, okay, this is one of those girls who never grew out of the craft and made it their entire personality. Patty. But I also know <laughs> that they copied that one scene from there. Yes. In the in the show. Yeah. So clearly somebody who worked on the show was also one of those kids who <laughs> never outgrew the craft. But also, the craft wasn't that old. At this, it was two thousand two. No, I know the craft was pretty recent. I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying there are still people like that. Yeah, that's true. I think what what sucks the most about all this is like Wanda and Rogue could have been such besties. Yeah, you know the what goth I mean. Girls, yeah, they both like we know for a fact that fucking Rogue shops at Goth Topic. She had their fucking catalog in her locker. You know, I mean. Where do you think Wanda shops? She's got the choker. She's got the the fucking Dracula-esque cloak coat thing. You know, the red yeah, it thing like with the buttons. Yeah, it looked like she had like uh, trip pants on too. But yeah, no, I, I uh, the first day of high school, we had to like go around and like meet everybody. And like, we had to like uh, stand in a circle and throw them a ball and ask them a question. And I kept throwing it to the other goth girl in the class. <laughs> And I was just like, so where are you from? And just like being clearly creepy because I wanted to be friends with her. And she was like, oh, yeah, I thought you were a little too much when we first met. And I was like, oh, okay. That's that's (laughs) nice. I just wanted to be your friend. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. She doesn't talk to me anymore anyway. Well, she's a a dumb bitch. So who cares? She never outgrew the craft. Fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I like this episode. I like this episode a lot. It was interesting to see the... X-Men get defeated and, you know, Wanda Wanda was pretty great. Her treatment, of course, was awful. This is another reason to dislike Magneto in this show. Mystique is back. And so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What's the thing? So the thing is, is at the beginning of the episode, when we were at the mental health facility and Xavier, it was Xavier there, was supposed to have a session when Wanda got taken out, right? And we know that it was Mystique that got her out of there. Mystique handed her off to Agatha to get in the car, to keep calm. And Mystique said she had something else to go take care of inside. What mm-hmm. do you What do you think that was? Oh, did they not tell us? I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, to fuck up Xavier? Maybe. Oh, right. That's because a thought. Because then she, okay. Right. Yes. That's when, so that's... You connect to the dots for me. Thank you. I did. I'm good at connect four. (sighs) But no more than four. No five. I can only connect four at a time. (laughs) All right. So, do you think Toad is good with his tongue? Gross! Do you think he'd taste Kitty's muffin? Jonathan, stop! Don't wander far off, folks. We'll be right back after the commercial break. 
space, the final frontier. I hate it in space. Know why? Because I can't stick my dick in anything. You can always stick it inside yourself, Logan. If that wasn't clear, I'm telling you to go fuck yourself, darling. Oh, hey, Emma. Why did Xavier send you on this space mission? I have no idea, darling. I'm already a star. Maybe he wanted me to tell you about Geekay.com. You mean that awesome website with podcasts about TV, video games, and Transformers? That's right, darling. Geekay.com even has YouTube and Twitch channels, plus an entire archive filled with geeky articles about everything from wrestling to comic books to anime. Wow, Emma! Geekay.com is sure gonna make this space mission a whole lot more fun! Whether you're going to space or going to work, you should be listening to the podcasts on geekay.com. Logan, watch out, darling. You're getting too close to that black hole. Finally, something to stick my dick in. Check out geekay.com today, darlings. All right, so next we're going to talk about the two-part season finale, Day of Reckoning, part one. Premiered on May 11th, 2002. Aw, it's not 420 anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so Day of Reckoning Part 1 opens with Wolverine hanging out in a sewer. As he does. He's chasing Sabretooth. As he does. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- listen, they gotta spice up their relationship a little bit. They're both real old, right? They've known each other for a long time. Things maybe get a little boring, so it's time for a and little... And they both have healing factors, so if they get sepsis, they're fine. Exactly. Exactly, but you know, I mean, so so a little romantic meetup in the in the sewer. Logan giving him a little bit of a chase. Yeah, but you know, I know they got you the. You gotta you gotta play hard to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, Sabretooth can't come over to the institute. You know, they're probably gonna hear all the fucking grunting <laughs> sex in the fucking institute, and there are children present. That's you know? right. You know, they don't they don't need to hear that. I feel like you know. Logan probably snarls during sex. You know he does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so so yeah, they got healing factors, but still it's a sewer. So I kind of, regardless, I do hope that Logan brought a love glove. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like anything that Logan could possibly get, he already has and healed <laughs> from, so it's fine. <laughs> you can't get it twice. What? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Once you've gotten gonorrhea, it's... You it's... can't get double gonorrhea. Exactly. It's gonorrhea. Exactly. <laughs> it's not stayorrhea, Patty. It's that's gonorrhea. That's right. That's why they call it gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it seems a little weird, though, because, right, so Logan's chasing Sabretooth, and then these fucking metal bars bend and trap Logan, and how many people in the fucking world do we know who can do that and then uh some military bot sprays goo on logan not Sabretooth. it was a, it was a military bot no it wasn't the fun kind of goo it wasn't the fun kind of goo it, it was the green goo it was a green goo which does happen which does happen when you've got the gonorrhea <laughs> but uh but there it's... was this uh oh oh there's a story with that all right let's do it there was this episode of sex sent me to the er <laughs> And I forget if his pee was blue or his cum was blue. <laughs> Man. I I'm forget s- why. <laughs> I might not have finished that episode, and I want to kind of go back and watch it. I'm so glad I paused taking my drink. Otherwise, <laughs> we would have had to stop this for a minute. 
he could have joined the blue man group with that trick. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh so anyway, so it's Trask. The the military guys are there. It's a Trask. I don't think they mentioned the first name. Doesn't matter. All Trasks are they're interchangeable. No Trask is a good Trask. So this is bad news, right? We get uh we get Xavier acting uncharacteristically mad at Gene for not being able to locate Logan. Hmm. 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 I thought he was just upset because, uh, why was he upset? No, that doesn't make sense. I I was like, the kids were away. The kids are kidnapped, but that didn't happen yet. No, the Logan is kidnapped. Not the kids, the Logan. Yeah, the Logan. So, I mean, I I feel like he wouldn't really care. He misses the hairy man. Yeah. So, Xavier acts uncharacteristically mad again when he's pushing the kids really hard in the danger room to attack Magneto, which is obviously just a robot. But they they all get uh, tagged out with paint. So he didn't even pick up on that. I thought that he was just like, "Oh, they have Wanda now, and you can't beat them, and you're gonna have to fight Magneto." It's really serious. I didn't. I'm stupid. No, you're not. No, I am. No, you're not. It's okay. No, I am though. <laughs> I don't know if I picked up on anything when I first watched this years ago. I have no idea. I don't remember. But Mystique in owl form. Uh, follows Beast and Storm as they try to track Logan. And they they get an idea. They see that there are metal bars that are bent. And of course, they think there's only one person they know who can do that too. So then she gets she goes uh, back to the Brotherhood house and gets them ready. And so this is interesting. After Xavier's tirade against all the fucking students for failing against the simulation against Magneto, the Brotherhood shows up at the Institute. And they're going to join the X-Men. Yay! We're all together. All together now, going to take down Magneto as friends. Yeah. Reaching across the aisle. We were just fighting last episode, but let's forget about that. Yeah. Well, because as we know now, the X-Men suck, right? Yeah. Yeah. This so gonna... they're like, well, you, we, guys can, we, we can obviously beat you guys now, uh, so we need your help. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's team up. Team up. It was really cute, though. I, I enjoyed the team up, and they should do that all the time. Because, I mean, like... I agree. In the comics, like, you know, the Brotherhood and the X-Men are, like, you know, completely opposite of what they want, couldn't possibly work together. This Brotherhood, I mean, like, I feel like they can just talk things out with the X-Men. I mean, as we saw, you know, like, Avalanche could have joined the X-Men if he wanted to. Yeah. Boom Boom could have joined the X-Men if she wanted to, even though they said she wasn't a good fit. (laughs) Uh, like, really feasibly, any of these kids just need kind of, like, a little push, and they would go over to the other side. They're not as different as they think they are. They're they're all, like, high school kids, you know? It's not like they're, like, a gang or something. They're just, you know, delinquents or whatever. Exactly. I think, um, you know, in the first season, Avalanche and Blob, their introductions were particularly rough, considering what they did. But I think by season two, when they decided to leave some of that behavior behind... Yeah, we forgot about that by now. It's fine. Yeah, it was unfortunate writing there. But they're really not exactly. As you said, they're not that bad. This is not fucking Apocalypse or Mr. Sinister we're talking about. Like, they are just delinquents. And with some, you know, with some support, with encouragement with their own willingness to to become part of this found family, 
It absolutely could work out. But, like, I feel like, I mean, we all saw, like, how scared these kids were when Mystique came back. And honestly, I think it's, like, most, well, we know Pietro and Wanda definitely came from abusive situations, but I'm sure the rest of them probably did as well. Mm. I mean, the way Avalanche acts, I am absolutely sure. And, I mean, we know from the comics, I don't know if it's the same here, that Boom Boom did run away from her home because her dad was an alcoholic and abusive. Yeah. So they might have just been staying with Mystique because they thought that, you know, that's That's, how things were supposed to be. That's all they're worth. Yeah. That's literally, that's all they're worth. So you have this woman who is, like, treating them like shit and talking down to them. But also, she's manipulative. So she's also, like, in a backhanded way, making them feel strong and important by putting them up against the X-Men just to do her bidding, you know? Yeah, she's a manipulator. And yeah. she, like, gaslights them. Like, you know, nobody will ever want you. Nobody will ever love you, whatever. Yeah. When, you know, Xavier would let them into the mansion with open arms. Of course. Of but, course. like, you know, they don't think that. Yeah. This was interesting. It was just unfortunate events that made it come about because it is interesting when they work together. We saw that in season one when both teams, it was, it wasn't a long fight, but they took out, they took out the juggernaut together. That was so cool to watch that. You remember that? That was really cool to see. Briefly. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Wolverine got captured and he's going to be a fucking test subject for this, for the, uh, Sentinel. Trask had the fucking giant robot built to uh, fucking target mutants. He's, you know, um, spewing his anti-mutant fucking bigotry bullshit to Logan as they're descending into the fucking lab. And um, yeah, again, he's just a trask. He's a piece of shit. So now we've got the Brotherhood and we've got the X-Men together to go find Magneto. But Scott refuses. Scott refuses. He knows that, that something is wrong here and he leaves. And that's the thing that Xavier was just so, so easily let him walk off. Didn't try to talk to him. Didn't try to stop him. Nothing. Gene called him out on it. A Roro called Xavier out on it. And Scott just left. You know, I mean, for plot reasons, thank God he did. So then the mansion gets all fucky. (laughs) The mansion gets all fucky. DEFCON 4 fucky. DEFCON 4. Fucky. So the New Mutants kids see that, like, the windows are getting barred and stuff. There's, like, slowly closing over. And... Uh, Magma just like runs for the front door and tries to jump out and Cannonball tries following her and Magma makes it out but Cannonball's like half a second too late and he crashes into the steel wall that's now up in front of the front door so uh, Magma is free the rest of the new mutants are stuck in the house there's like all of these security systems and stuff going off. Boom Boom drives by with the Jeep and sees Magma running away from all these, like, contraptions. Because I guess Boom Boom was going to see if she could stay there since she didn't want to stay with Mystique. And so she sees Magma running and tells her to run into the car. And Magma gets in the car and then they start driving off and say, fuck this shit. Yeah. So in the meantime, so you've got the X-Men and the Brotherhood flying off. Gene manages to locate Logan and they uh, they touch down and there are some balls. Big metal balls. Big metal balls. The balls are empty, confirmed. Yes. Nightcrawler made sure those balls were empty. Yes. <laughs> there was a really big one in the middle and the biggest ball of all belongs to Magneto. Yeah. He just has the one ball though. 
Just the one ball. That's okay. For a man of his age, you know what? Good for him for having at least one. You have you got one good ball. It's all, all you, you need. need. It's all you need. One good ball. Yeah, and so uh so 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 these are the fucking acolytes. Uh we see Sabretooth, who we know, obviously. Uh this card floats in in front of the X-Men, and one of them like yells, and then it explodes. And then you see uh Gambit, Pyro, and Colossus. And uh oh, it made me so happy. Made me so happy. Pyro looks so happy. Patty didn't like the hair on Gambit or Colossus, though. Yes, Gambit had very unfortunate hair. He had like the bowl cut. No, not even the bowl cut. It was like one of those like monk haircuts, you know, from like back in the day when you see. Yeah, but he had a, the the partial head condom. Thing, yeah, I know, so. but that's why it looked like that. Yeah. It looked like something out of like I don't know Monty Python or something. <laughs> and then Colossus, yeah, his hair looked good in armored form, but in non-armored form, it looked stupid. It didn't uh, translate like that. Yeah, and I feel like they um they went too slow with the transformation. I feel like they were trying to make it dramatic. Uh, Colossus turning into his steel form, but instead it looked kind of wonky. It just was too slow. I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, so so there's uh. There's Magneto's acolytes. I can only assume that in the episode on Angel's wings, Magneto was trying to recruit Angel, which could have been interesting. Maybe I don't really see Angel as a super strong acolyte, unless uh, Magneto did some more of his experiments from season one and turned him into Archangel, and that's how this story went. But uh, that's yeah, not how it went. I, I don't know why he would want Angel. I feel like the only reason they would have that episode was just to have the O5 included yeah. in an episode. Yeah. And they're like, how do we incorporate Angel into this? Why <laughs> did Stan Lee create one of the O5 who just had wings and that was his whole thing? Because he had a bazooka too. Jack Kirby gave him a bazooka and Stan never fucking included it. Rude. I know. Jack Kirby was ahead of his time anyway. So yeah, so Magma and Boom Boom find Scott. You know, they uh, they tell him about the mansion's defense, defense system, so they get back to the mansion. Magma melts a fucking hole inside. They get in, and um, and Scott's trying to figure out how to fucking turn off the... how to fucking override the, the self-destruct so he can save all of the children inside who are about to die. It was kind of funny, though, seeing Sam, because I think Sam tried it again. Yeah, he uh, kept just blasting into the steel wall. And, like, his eyes were crossed, and he was wobbly, and Iceman was like, nice job, Cannonball. It, it was funny. I'm sorry. It was it was funny to see Sam do that. He was not invulnerable when, when he's blasting. When he's blasting, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, again, to your point about seeing the X-Men and the Brotherhood work together, because, you know, they're all working together to try to fucking take down... The Acolytes. Who gets taken down the easiest out of all of them? Of course it's Pyro. Of fucking course it's Pyro. Because as soon as he starts fucking making these fucking flames to attack, it might have been Spike, I forget who even he, he was even going to attack, guess who shows up? Storm. And literally rains on the fucking parade. That's all she ever did in the comics, and that's what she did here. Uh, and then she zapped his fucking kerosene tank with lightning. Rude. I, I agree. As if he was attacking them. <laughs> so what if he was? He was happy. He was having a good time. <laughs> Let him have a good time. He's not hurting anybody yet. So, so yeah. I think I think it was cooler, though. I mean, yeah, Beast and Sabretooth were sort of fighting. What was, what was cool was to see how they, they teamed up to take on Colossus. 
You know, that that was sort of interesting. Toad was like teasing Colossus, and then Colossus threw a steel beam at him or something like that. And then you had the blob step up, and the blob was like running and fucking body slam Colossus into the fucking building. And then Kitty phased him inside the building, and then Lance dropped the building on him. That was so cool. That was I love seeing the teamwork like that. That was that was my favorite part of all this. And meanwhile, Wanda's just standing around. Uh, and Pietro zipped off like before the fighting even started. And so Wanda knows that he's going to betray them. Wanda knows Magneto has to be somewhere nearby. So all she's, she's not even helping. She's just looking around at the buildings and trying to see if she can spot Magneto the whole fucking time. Yeah. And Magneto isn't doing shit either. He's just standing and watching everything happen. Yeah. He's waiting for his moment. He's Uh waiting for his five minutes of fame. 15 minutes of fame? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. He's waiting for the, you know, the news cameras, you know, like anybody report this in to Eyewitness News. (laughs) Yeah. And then it it happened. And he said, no, the world will know of us. Yeah. So he he fucking breaks the ground open uh, and the X-Men and the Brotherhood fall in to Trask's facility. How convenient. So Magneto lured the X-Men and the Brotherhood to this to this spot, this seemingly abandoned yard, and it was right on top of Trask's underground facility where the Sentinel is being tested on Logan. So now the Sentinel is online, and now there's a bunch of other mutants down there. He, he uses his power to bring the Sentinel and the teams back above the ground. So now all mutants are out in the open, and there's this fucking giant robot attacking and so, yeah, there's helicopters in the sky with fucking news cameras. So this was Magneto's plan. It was to get a member of the X-Men, Wolverine, captured uh, by Trask uh, because Magneto somehow knew that this Sentinel was being built and it was to not only out, out mutants to the world, but also to illustrate what humans who know about the existence of mutants will do. They're going to create this machine that's trying to eradicate their kind. And so this was Magneto's plan. It was kind of interesting how this all came together. Because, yeah, I mean, Mystique and Magneto obviously survived the end of season one when the fucking sanctuary blew up. But it's not like they've been in contact since. So Mystique has been wondering what the fuck was going on and trying to find Magneto because she's angry. Um, So this was his plan. And it's working. I mean, you've got mutants out and openly fighting this giant fucking robot in the street. And it's uh, and it's gooping them. <laughs> it's got the goop too. It's equipped with goop. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And and then uh, like half of them got gooped. Yeah. And well, then uh, Xavier's like, oh, we got to run away. We'll come back from later. What really upset me about this though is Storm had like an almost awesome moment. You know, she got like knocked down, uh, and she stood up, and then she's got the fucking whirlwinds just flying around her, her hair's literally going up in the air, and she goes to fucking, like, zap the Sentinel with lightning, and it just, like, does this flip kick in the air and knocks her on the ground. I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, I don't know, I was just I was really mad about that. But, but yeah, the Sentinel starts going after Magneto at the top of this fucking building. You know, it detects that he's up there. Wanda gets up there and turns off his power so he can't fucking defend himself. Xavier's in the Blackbird firing on it. The thing fucking starts exploding and falls on Magneto. Seems like Magneto's dead. And then, yeah, yeah, okay. Mutants all get out of there. And uh, you cut to the news. Superpowers. 
Can can we trust them? Are they aliens? What are they? You know, the uh, the X-Men and the Brotherhood come back to the Institute. It's all fucking destroyed. They're looking for everyone. And then um, the new mutants walk in and Scott's shirt is all fucking ripped apart. He's got his nipple hanging out. <laughs> Gene, runs over and, <laughs> Gene runs over and gives him a hug. And then fucking Scott just grabs Xavier and lifts him up and throws him. And it was Mystique. <gasps> Gasp. So that was interesting, too. So that's why the mansion was attacking the kids. That's And why. then it also went on suicide mode. Yeah. And it said, 10 minutes till building suicide. Yep. Building suicide. That's what we call demolishing a building. And then <laughs> uh, Boom Boom, Magma, and Scott got all the kids out. So they didn't get suicided. Yep. Only the building got suicided. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but so that was interesting, too. I mean, you know, that was Mystique's plan was to uh, do something to get Xavier out of the picture and then pose as him. And she planned this out to to get Wanda to see how Wanda would fare against the X-Men, then to see how the X-Men would fare against the Magneto sim- simulation, then put both teams together and try to take out Magneto herself. So, hence all the Xavier yelling at Gene and yelling at Scott and yelling at all the kids. Now it makes sense. That, now that Thank we've watched it. Thank you for explaining it. Oh, you're welcome. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I think one of my biggest criticisms, though, is that throughout this season was great. It was a really great season. A much better writing than in season one. And some great character development, which we'll get more into in a little bit. But I, I feel like there was too much of an absence of Magneto in this season. You know, this sort of like endgame plan was really interesting, I think. Uh, you got a little touch of him about what he did to Wanda, and it gives her motivation and puts conflict between the between Magneto and Wanda for this, you know, finale. And we see, you know, how that pays off. She seemingly gets him killed. You know, we, we saw him uh, on Angel's Wings, like I said before. You know, was he trying to get Angel to join his acolytes? You know, would he have taken the place of one of the others? Um, but that's really it, you know, uh, nothing else really went into it. He didn't really appear much throughout this season. And it's like the longest season. I don't know. Am I, am I way off base? No, but I, I feel like, I don't know. They're still trying to make him be like Mr. Mystery Man. Yeah, I guess. And maybe that's why he doesn't show up a lot. I don't know. But like... The stuff with Scarlet Witch was really fucked up. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Even though I don't like her in the comics. Sure. She is not responsible for uh, comic book crimes Wanda committed. <laughs> uh, is it confirmed that Quicksilver is on Magneto's side? Well, I mean, he left the battle with the Acolytes and was standing at his father's side. Oh. On top of the building. So I can only, you know, you can only assume. Okay. That's sad. He wasn't as bad in the show as he is in the comics. Quicksilver? Yeah. Yeah. I really like this season. Again, it's a, it was a big step up from season one. And I mean, immediately, like as soon as the season started, we had the issue about using powers in public, you know, being, clo- yeah. being closeted. And it unfortunately ended with Scott conceding to Xavier that, yeah, maybe humans aren't ready for us yet. But still, you know, I mean, it was just... It was immediately a leap into better storytelling, in in my opinion. You know, and also, aside from, you know, that mutant metaphor, there was Beast turning beastly and hiding away at the Institute 
and trying to suppress his natural state, his natural instincts with serums, you know? I mean, that was really interesting too. Uh, there was a lot of development for Scott throughout this season. Scott and Gene growing closer. Scott and his brother got that episode together. Oh, yeah. Scott and Rogue going to track down Angel. Scott saving the new mutants after Mystique sabotaged the Institute. There was lots of development for him. And I really like it, especially, you know, because it seems like he is going to be the leader of these students, you know, outside of the adults. So I really enjoyed that. I I don't know. I'm glad that Gene is, uh, you know, not just willing to accept uh, shit from two men anymore. And she seems like she's, you know, coming to realize that, I guess. And, like, you know, it seems like Boom Boom might be making a change for the better, realizing that she doesn't want to be with the Brotherhood. I mean, basically just because Mystique is there, and it seems like she doesn't like Mystique. She was staying there just out of, like, convenience. Yeah. Honestly. Because where else was, you know, where else was she going to go? I mean, you have the Institute with mutants, or you have the Brotherhood house with mutants. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, she could do a jubilee and live at the mall, but <clears throat> yeah, but still, there was a there was fun, you know, throughout the season. There was a whole bunch of fun, um, even some romances, you know, with Lance and Kitty, Kurt and Amanda. That was cute. Touching on Logan's age, you know, Logan got another episode for himself. Again, we we found problems in in that episode with the POW camp, but but still. You know, um, I like Logan in this show and even, you know, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing for a future plot line, teasing Apocalypse's appearance, um, with Mesmero. So, so yeah, it was really, really enjoyable, except again, and I'm not going to harp on it too much. Um, the treatment of the, the show's two black characters, we've, we've gone through it so much before, but still we're at the end of season two. Storm hasn't gotten good development in my opinion she has had a couple of great moments but no good development Spike hasn't done shit spike hasn't really been given a good spotlight either he's just the angsty slacker and i i do appreciate how in the episode with beast they they tried to give him a little bit more but ultimately he didn't even succeed in that episode uh getting through to beast uh himself so what was it really worth um it's really sad it's really sad and again i don't think Anybody who worked on the show is necessary. I'm not accusing them of being overtly racist, but just even just taking it this at face value, like there's no denying the fact that these characters have not been featured well, and they're the sh- they're the show the show's only two black characters. And I I love what evolution uh, the liberties that that the show has taken, um, but with Storm, it's uh it's not working out. So so that's unfortunate. But otherwise, it was a great season. Yeah, I liked it. I'm going to have to rewatch it again from the beginning, just like all in one sitting. <laughs> all in one sitting. The whole show. 52 yeah, episodes. Whole... Yeah, one sitting. One sitting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's good. It'll be fine. I can do it in a day. Yeah, in right? one, one entire day, like 24 hours. No sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have off the next two days. I'll just do that. Fuck it. You have off You have off on Tuesday? Yeah, I told you. I took oh, off yeah, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you do. fuck it. Yeah, because fuck it. Maybe I'll take off Wednesday, too. Fuck it. Fuck it. Thursday. Yeah. Fuck it Thursdays. <laughs> Take off work on Thursday for fuck it Thursdays. Fuck it Friday too. 
God, that <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> Patty, this is what I ha- just don't want to go back to work anymore is what I'm saying, guys. So if somebody just wants to give me money every month, that'd be great. Yeah. Patty, this is what happens when you go to sleep the same day that you wake up. You stay up till midnight. I'm fine. <laughs> So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings Evolution. Thanks for joining us, and remember to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Mutant Musings. Join us for episode 13 in three weeks when we begin season three with Day of Recovery, the stuff of heroes, and mainstream. And until then... Cyclops was right. I can't believe I just read that out loud. That's why I love and appreciate you. Ah.